Welcome to the Contractor Success Forum. Today we're talking about why contractors need process. And here on the Contractor Success Forum, we talk about how to make your contracting business more profitable. And with us, we have Wade Carpenter, Carpenter and Company CPAs. And we have Stephen Brown with McDaniel Whitley Bonding and Insurance Company. And I am Rob Williams with Iron Gate Financial Management and authoring the Pumpkin Plan for Contractors. So today we are talking about systems and processes and why do we need these things, you guys? Stephen, you want to start us off? <laughs> well, why do we need them? The whole idea is to develop systems and processes that allow you to leave your company for a while and it continues to run. It also helps you to be consistent in everything you do. So you have good things that you do and bad things that you do. So you want to take the good things that you do and develop systems and processes so that you do it over and over again. They say the secret to running a good restaurant is to have the food quality consistent over and over again. So I go into this place and I like this sandwich that they're serving. When I go in there, I want it to taste exact same over and over and over again. That's what they say the key to running a restaurant is. And it sounds easy, but it's hard. Yep. Just like a coach. That's yeah. awesome. Coach Brown. I see that a lot in these contractors that they, they have people like I've mentioned before, estimators or whatever. You got three different estimators and they all bid it slightly different. One does it on the handwritten thing. One does a spreadsheet. One's got a little program they used off the internet. And I guess we can talk about several problems it causes. It leads to poor profitability. It leads to poor ability to continue and follow somebody if somebody leaves. There's a lot of things that happen when you're not consistent. Yeah. yeah and, and whether you have a large company or a small company, you're using systems and processes. I guess the key is to use them consistently, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is in documenting these processes and having a list of them. Cause most of us as contractors, especially when we start out and we're smaller, we have these processes up here in our head. So we've got to get them down on paper. But one more thing that we were thinking about one of the other reasons that we talk about a lot in the pumpkin plan is to be able to grow. You don't grow your business by working harder. You'd grow it by building these processes and getting other people to work harder. The company can work harder. I'm talking about the owner cannot grow his business just by working more hours. He can grow it, but once 12, 14 hours a day, he's limited by that. Get back down and have your processes in place so your people can do the things that you've been doing and you have more time to work on growing your business and have more time to spend with your family or do other things that you, you might need to do. We talk about contractor exit value in the book some, and when you grow and you put these processes in place, if you have somebody wanting to buy your company, if the whole company is relying on you doing these and you don't have the processes, that buyer is going to be very hesitant to feel confident that the company is going to perform without you. We see that a lot. And it, I guess Wade's probably seen this more than I have, whether the company can even sell or not. A lot of people can't sell their contracting business because they are the business. 
Absolutely. I see all the time and it doesn't matter whether it's a contractor or any business owner, they need to get it out of their head. That's what Michael Gerber talked about in the E-Myth Revisited, taking the time to work on your business versus in it. And we say, you probably heard that all over the place, but just taking the time to write down what these processes are and making people follow it. And it's a big undertaking and it's not something that you do once technology changes or systems change and you have to revisit every now and then. So what y'all are saying is if you want to grow, you got to get it down low. Yeah. Out of your head. (laughs) That's right. Get it down low on the table there. If you want to grow. That's right. Get it down low. All right. So what do we do without going into actually telling our contractors what the system needs to be? How do we list this and start documenting? What, what does this look like? I know in scaling up in that training, we have a a chart called the process accountability chart. And that's one of the first places you start. And it's basically, you don't need to go get that list. I'll tell you what, you just start listing about four to nine of your major processes that get most of your work done. We talk about the Pareto principle. I know Wade said that on here a couple of times, and we've talked about it, that 20% of your processes get 80% of the work done. And those are the ones that you want to start and you want to work on those 20% of the processes. And I know we say it's usually four to nine processes and you get those. And then, well, we'll talk about redoing them in a minute, but if you list those down, list the name of the process, the name of the person that is responsible for it. That doesn't necessarily mean it's the boss. It's the person who's going to be accountable to make sure it's happening and have a key performance metric on there. KPI that will say it's, let's say either cost, time, or quality is usually Think about those three things and you can usually put a KPI that's one of those things. How many dollars? Is it spending or is it how fast is it? I think in the contractor, that's what we think about a lot of the time is how fast something's happening. But then is there some kind of quality score that you can come up with and figuring out a way to measure that? But those are the three factors that each one of those. So just picture you start your list. If you can get your first four down, that'd be great. And then probably keeping it under 10 is what they usually say to have that, although you're going to have lots of little procedures with the major process. That's the other thing they call it. A process is the big picture thing. And then the procedures are the little things that you do within the processes. When I sit down with a contractor and any business probably should think about this, but I know it can be overwhelming. And instead of just doing the first 10 or whatever, I usually say list every single process you can think of. And when you do that, it's easy to get overwhelmed by that. But what I then tell them to do is go back and look at that and where can we get early yardage? Early yardage means either can we save time or can we save money, especially if we can save time, we can generate some time to free up to work on some of these other things. But sometimes it's a cash flow thing. So where can we free up money so we can get some cash flow in or things like that? But sometimes that's the way I approach it is like, what can we get early yardage? Well, that's a great process. Yeah, that, that makes it easier to think about in that. A lot of times, yeah, you can write it down on there and then just start ranking them. What we do in our Friday meetings, you, know, you write down everything you got to do. And then 
start circling the ones that you think are important. And if you know it's not going to be a top 10, you can cross it out and that'll leave you with the smaller bundle and then just start ranking them. Usually we rank them by the top three because it's hard to rank all seven or eight, but if you can just rank three, put the, put the check marks next to those three and then rank those one, two, three, and that's where you start. When you do this, you want to take one after you get your initial ones in there, you want to take and redo one of those every quarter. So like every two years, you've revamped and completely redone one of those. So you don't let it go more than two years. It doesn't mean you don't redo them if they need redoing in the middle, but every quarter you got to re-examine them. So that's another time schedule to keep, I guess, your process of processes, making the processes. Stephen, want to chime in on that? If you want to grow, you got to get it down low. (laughs) That's that's his theme of the day, I guess. Yeah. Now, now I, I appreciate you including me, Wade, because I'm sitting here listening to the two of you. And as always, the business books that you both read, just it's it's your hobby. You do it 24 seven in your spare time. I could never catch up with you from a construction standpoint and understanding processes and systems. I like the fact that you talk about how to get started, throw them down, get them down. And then Rob, like you were saying, when you have to evaluate them. So can y'all give me an example of just walking a contractor through just one process? Well, the simple way that in years, I can tell you a story 20 years ago, we had the car plant PhD guys from University of Alabama come into our factory that were running the car plants. And we had all these computer things and these models and we were so sophisticated and they were like, throw all that stuff away. We come in here in the conference room. We had a big whiteboard and he, he had sticky notes and he said, what do you do first? And he started putting these sticky notes on a whiteboard. And we called it the spaghetti diagram because you would not believe this was our contract flow of, it was our sales process that we were working on. And you would not believe the mess. They called it a spaghetti diagram because we had all these stickers, these post-it notes up there. And then the communication lines of lines drawn between them, it was just insane. So we spent so much time till we finally got that smooth process i guess you could call it smooth smoother (laughs) but we we got it into a straight line at least without so many different things so it's like straighten that spaghetti out like before you cook it yeah right yeah if you want to grow wade yeah but but it's it's funny getting down low yeah, yeah. If you want to grow, get down low. <laughs> Maybe that should have been the title of our episode. But you can see back here, this is sort of a process as I'm writing my book to the post-it notes. But when I went up to training a few months ago for the scaling up coaches training, they're still doing the same thing. We had all these advanced spreadsheets and everything that you do. But to get your brain going, we were back on the post-it notes and you put these post-it notes up and it something in your brain to physically do this and we use mural sometimes also on the computer if you're a virtual company or if some of your guys are working virtually and you put it up in there and that works okay but something about these physical notes when you put them on the board and you start moving these around something i think it's the action that you're doing it, it your brain starts triggering and it teaches you what these next things are gonna do it's amazing how in 45 minutes you can get so much done 
with post-it notes on a whiteboard. You know, it makes it right. makes sense. It's how your brain operates. And you may think a post-it note is not high tech. It is going down low. <laughs> <laughs> right. Put your post-it notes down low. Well, or up high. I don't know. Go ahead, yeah. Wade. So you were going to give us an example, Wade, too. Well, not so much an example, but I've used that same technique with certain things like process flow and stuff like that with the, the post-it notes. But where I see a lot of contractors or any business owner, they get stuck on this stuff because they get this analysis paralysis. They think I got to write this in so much detail. And I think about all these exceptions and what if this and that, and they never get anything done. And we talked about Michael Gerber just a minute ago, but our Profit first hero, Mike Michalowicz also wrote Publicate Plan, but he also wrote Clockwork. And the newest version of Clockwork, I think he does a great job of explaining a process that he says that you should get it down on paper or, or maybe just throw it out there and let somebody that's never done it before do it and then rewrite it. But if you never get anything down, never get anything started, it never goes anywhere. But somebody that's never done it is going to think about all these other things. And if you start going off on all these tangents on all these exceptions and things like that, you never get it done. So that's my suggestion. And yeah. as well as go read the newest version of clockwork. Yeah. One other thing that Mike says to do, which is really good is record it. If it's an office type thing in the computer, you can do screenshots. I had a new sales flow we were trying to do with a, a product and the invoicing and things. And I was trying to write all this out. And then I actually wasn't sure what to do. So I went back and looked at something I had done. I pulled up an old invoice and it's like, okay, what do we need to do? And then I was like, wait, why don't I just take a screenshot of this and put it in our process? It's oh my God. If I just saw the old one, I didn't really need to put any words down. I just need to make it look like that. It just saved me tons and tons of words and everything, just having that screenshot and put it into our process flow, which after you take the post-it notes, you do need to figure out how to write this down some way. And I'm not going to recommend a particular thing. Some people have Excel spreadsheets. Some people have advanced process flow software. I have a little process flow software that I use, but just do it is, is the important thing. Oh, one thing I did forget to say, the key thing when you're putting those post-it notes up there, don't forget to take a picture of it. Take a picture of that so you've got it documented before you take it down because inevitably you're going to say, wait, what was it again? You know, later on and you need that picture. And you can just take it down to get in stages. Sometimes you actually define a new way to do it and you say that's not going to work and you want to go back to where you were. And the, oh, also the other thing is make sure you got some milestones because when you do the process flow, one of the biggest things, the, these things get overwhelming. And I know we drew boxes around them and that really helped us a lot. And at the beginning and the end of each box, if you can find a milestone, you, you can break that process down into smaller processes. Like that one process is really four stages of a process. And once you can bring that down into a much smaller box, it's much easier to define. Because once you put all that in one clump, it just gets so amazingly difficult to think about it all. So, so post it. Break notes, it down. Break it down low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So remember, you've got your list. Let's see. You've got the, those processes on there. What else do we do, Wade? I was going to say, I tried to come up with, you know, what I would think of 
generic company. Don't follow these, but I tried to come up with seven categories for construction specifically to think about. I don't want to get into specifics about how to do them, but really just to spark their imagination, because sometimes they're not sure what categories to do. I know I went through that when I was trying to figure this out. Like, what What is it? So just some examples. Like for me, the first one is your bidding and your sales process, which may be two processes for a lot of companies. Your estimating may be completely different than sales. And some people have a quick method of doing it. Some people do the full takeoff and they've got everything before they do the sales. So I'd just say a bidding and sales process is, I think everybody should have that. Yeah. Contracts and change orders. Yep. Are we just going to throw them out there or what? Yeah, that might be. Yeah. And that, and then see, that could be, I, I didn't have it separated. Each company is going to be different the way they break them down, but is that part of your sales process or is that a separate process? And I think a lot of the contracts, well, obviously change orders are, that can be a yeah. huge process. Oh yeah. Is it a sub building and collections? That's oh yeah. Process. I got to throw out risk management. Yeah. That's insurance and safety. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I do. So another one that we forget a lot of times is a hiring process. You might call it onboarding. You may call it hiring. That could be from some of the bigger companies, the way that you recruit and the way that you go out, or it might just be as simple as making sure you get all their documents for the accounting department and whatever else makes it legal. But sometimes it's an onboarding project management. That was, I was about to say that one. Yeah. <laughs> I beat you too. I knew that was coming out. Okay. And that's really the first thing that everybody kind of project management is when we say document a process to me, that's probably the first one that everybody thinks about. So yeah, at least me. I got to say accounting too, but accounting yep. can be broken down into the big yeah, receivables and payables, job yeah. costing, receipt management. Yeah, because I called it, I called one invoicing, which on the receivable, just because I know Wade, we, we see that with the cash flow guys, that is the number one thing that I see that's the cash flow problem is the timing and getting that invoicing in. And, and when that doesn't happen, the whole company can go out of business with that. And I think we've all heard of the stories that something that happens and then they don't realize because it's a 60 or 90 day process that they hadn't done that. And then, then they're way out. And so they may be without cash for 60 days and that that's a disaster. Then payments, paying it. I do that a lot of times. I think about that is because of, to me and my business and where we were, the, the security part of that. Cause I think we've gone through some episodes where 50% of the contractors have some kind of theft and then the other 50%, maybe we just don't know about it. <laughs> we don't know that they were. So it's, it's always keeping on top of the payments and, and whether you keep that separate from the invoicing, then Wade, I have got financial reporting in there, yeah. how that process, particularly for you guys that are bonded, that makes it a lot more of an important process that needs to happen. Well, so what's more important than bonding is that you have system and process to produce consistent, good quality in-house financial information and work in process reports that senior management sits down and goes over every X amount of time during the year, every month, every two months. And then part of the process is who's going to sit in on that meeting. Yeah. A really important part about determining which processes you do. We always put processes in place naturally to avoid problems where a squeaky wheel is. We put a problem in 
But if you really want to get ahead and have your company grow, you want to put the processes in place on your strong points to make them even stronger. That's one of the big lessons in the pumpkin plan to grow a colossal pumpkin, to grow a big business is focus on those things that you're doing right and document that so you can get those even better because the companies that really grow are the ones that can differentiate. They can be the best. The only way you're going to be the best at something is to take your strengths and get them stronger. If you want to be average across the board, you get complacent with where your strengths are and then you just fix all the broken things. So then you're just like everybody. But if you want to stand out and be different and grow and be able to grow your margins because you're the one that they want to have and then you can price the way you need to price, grow your strengths. That's one of the big secrets to the pumpkin plan growth plan is grow and work on your strengths and make them even stronger. And then maybe those weak parts, you'll be so busy working with your good clients and the good things that the bad clients, they're gone. You don't need them. They're causing the problems because a lot of times you deal with the bad clients just because you're so desperate for revenue. So grow those strengths. So put the processes around your strengths. That's probably the biggest difference. We don't see that happening. They say we don't need a process because we're strong there. So anyway, I'm passionate that's about it. No, that's, uh, that's great advice. Listeners, if you didn't catch what Rob was just saying, you need to rewind and listen to it again because it was a great point. You've got strengths and you, and you know they're strong. You can always make them better. All right. Well, this is good. And now what else we got? I was just looking at the time. We're going up there. I was all excited and time just goes by. When I'm talking mm-hmm. about processes, it's so exciting. I'm out of my mind. <laughs> yeah. No, it is exciting. It's it's good. fundamentally exciting. Yeah. And I don't understand, guys, why processes sound so sexy and systems is <laughs> like uh. One of the big things, we're talking about why you want them. I want to make sure we hit this point. The value of the company, the contractor exit value that I, I like to talk about, and being able to leave your business. And this is where you get your quality of life back. You're doing these processes, not just for the bottom line, but for you as the owner. So you've got an enjoyable business to where you can leave. And Wade, we want to talk about the four-week vacation, that goal of the four-week vacation. That's a fun thing to talk about. It is, but it's also about getting the processes in so you can take that four week. And yeah. it's it's something I've been working on for a few years to, to get there, but yeah, I don't know that I'm there yet. And it takes a while. <laughs> Yeah. People have a hard time believing you can even do that, but we're seeing in our coaching world, this four week vacation is a big trend that's going around where the owner will actually go on a European vacation for four weeks, not call in or do anything, but don't do it until you get your processes down until you, you feel confident that it can work. Well, not feel confident because you're still probably going to be nervous, but when you leave, and not call in what we're finding is most of these owners come back and the business actually performs better without them there. And even if you don't care about your own sense of security and peace, a lot of folks in their forties and fifties running construction companies start having a spouse that's saying enough. So if you want a wife, you got to get your life. It's another saying you got to get, you got to get these systems. I'm sorry. That's a horrible word processes in place working for you 
to help you have a life outside of your construction company. It's healthy for everyone. It makes your employees happy, that you trust them, that you give them a break, and you're not micromanaging, which a lot of owners are prone to do. So think about that, listeners. Yeah. Well, I, I would say, too, that construction owners are particularly bad at this, but a lot of times they're afraid to take a vacation. They never take a vacation because they don't feel like they can. Yeah. The concept of even thinking about four weeks off, they, a lot of times there wouldn't be a business when they got back. I've known some people that a three-day weekend was their vacation. Well, you got to start somewhere. I guess you got to figure out how badly can my company be destroyed depending <laughs> on how long. A three-day weekend, if you come back in your company so running a kilter after a three-day weekend, you... You, you're a hot mess, and you really need to re-listen to this podcast. Get a copy of Pumpkin Pan for Contractors. Talk to your great construction CPA like Wade. Bounce things off your bonding and insurance agent like me, and get those processes. Yeah, and get it down low. Yeah, yeah, get it down if low. If you want to grow, and if you, you want to you got to get a lot low. low. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, and, oh, by the way, that vacation plan it like eighteen months out. To, to have it as a goal. So you don't do it like, oh, I'm okay. Well, honey, let's book a 30 day vacation next month. Hold on. Wait. You got, it takes a while to get those processes in there built. So you feel confident that you go, because when you exit, you're taking a permanent vacation. So if, if you can't leave for a month, how confident is somebody going to be in buying your company? You're gone permanently. So just think about that when you're doing that. I've also seen recently some of the best purchases of companies these companies are not buying the cash flow stream sometimes and we've seen large companies buy smaller companies that have amazing processes and they have bought them simply for their process and we talked about that in the rembrandt in your attic episode so go back and listen to the rembrandt in the attic episode right well if you never want to retire and you don't want to keep your spouse you know just keep working until you're dead and forget about it all right. Well, that's a good place to end, isn't it? <laughs> on that note. All right. Well, on that note. I still want your wife get a life. Yeah. Get it down All right. Well, this has been a great episode of the Contractor Success Forum with Stephen Brown getting down low with McDaniel Whitley Bonding and Insurance Agency and Wade Carpenter with Carpenter and Company. CPAs and Rob Williams with Iron Gate Entrepreneurial Support System, the pumpkin plan for contractors coming to a bookstore near you or Amazon sometime soon, maybe 12 months away. I don't know. We don't know when you're listening to this, but be a while. It's un- under process. So uh, we appreciate you coming here and come back and see us on the Contractor Success Forum. Contractor Success Forum.